Hi, this is Mike Edelhart, and I'm here with another edition of Inception, our podcast about beginnings, the beginnings of companies, new ideas and science, sometimes even a little glimpse of the future. And today here with Nicholas Heyman of Heritage Type. And Nicholas, why don't you start by sharing a little bit of background about you and what you're doing and and why, and then we can sort of take it from there. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, Happy to do so. I mean, my mother's German and uh, my father's originally from Bolivia. And yeah, the background, like I started Heritage Type with my co-founder Tobias in 2019 we started slowly like we started properly in in 2020 but we started to build an mvp in 2019 and heritage type is kind of a next generation marketplace for graphic design so uh, you you can imagine for example pinterest but now as a user or as a designer you can jump in every graphic and interact with it so you can change every graphic. You, you have a full-scale graphic program in the browser so that everyone can work with everything. Got it. And so why is that the best use of your time and talents? Why is this the most interesting and valuable uh, problem to solve? I mean, there are lots of problems that need to be solved, but for us, it was the following. So I really wanted to do something scalable. My co-founder really wanted to do something scalable. I was working in the e-commerce space and uh, my co-founder was working as a graphic designer and he was working from project to project. So he was always busy with with working on on individual freelance projects. But the thing is, you can only, as a person, you can only work at one project at a time. Then we just thought, like, what is if we built a solution that maybe covers like just 80% of the needs of a project, but therefore we can cover unlimited projects at a time. And um, that was how our MVP came up. We just saw very good traction initially, and that was how we got started. Got it. So it might be helpful to folks to just sort of describe the market, because that was one of the things that attracted us to you. So there are great big tools at the top of the market, right? That professionals use that produce heavy duty graphics. And then there are some platforms at the very bottom of the market that are sort of the color by numbers equivalent of doing graphics. And what you're doing is essentially drawing down from the folks at the top, that sort of expertise and ability in a form that folks in the middle can use. Is that a fair way to characterize it yeah very good point exactly so basically with the marketplace with the tool we empower amateurs to act as professional designers or to at least learn the skills step by step and um, that works mainly because the professionals they create all the input on the platform so they create templates that you as an amateur for example can use, you can just use it and do little small changes, but you can also learn to recreate everything from scratch. So it's really what you're saying, like connecting those two groups. Right. So if I loved the art from the old Grateful Dead album covers, maybe I could get something from the designer who did that, that then I could 
repurposed and it's not American Beauty Rose, it's Mike Rose, but it still has the same look and feel. And I didn't have to do it from scratch. And I also didn't have to paint by numbers. It's really professional stuff. Exactly. Um, so you said you attracted some initial interest. How much interest? It's really a rather a big and vibrant community, even from uh, early on, which was another thing about you we were impressed with. Yeah, true. Like from the beginning, we, we decided to um, sell our MVP and to ask for money because we just wanted to see also conversion rates and what we need to do to make people buying some MVP. We, we got a few hundred thousand in revenue in the first three months. And that was good enough initial traction for us to build on this more. So where do you hope this goes? I mean, do you see yourself always as sort of being in the middle, helping above and below? Do you think that being in the middle is a better place to start than being at the top or the bottom or what? I think being in the middle is a good position because we empower the bottom and the bottom is very big. And I think our, our plan is we here, we, we build a future design tool. So by having the professionals teaching the bottom base, we as a tool, we learn it ourselves. So we'll have lots of big databases that know certain things where you can uh, teach um, machine learning algorithms on, where you can learn how to predict the next uh, steps that a designer would do because we we can track and learn from everything because it's done in the browser in our tool and that gives us the ability to provide a better experience to an amateur who is learning how to design so it's a bit of learning it's a bit of commerce it's a bit of community it's really a number of different ideas all kind of put together in a unique way yeah true true Community is also is a big part of it. And so how do you express community? So what does that mean for you and the designers that are in there or from the aspirational designers who want to learn? How does it all work? So the community on the one side, it is our biggest, biggest fans. And actually they would buy every product from us. But on the other side, we maybe we have a community of, let's say, 100,000 users and the total traffic is 1 million or something. So the community only makes 10% of the audience. But the community is super high engaged. So we have this community that we interact with and we kind of build the product on them. So whenever we are testing something or we are just thinking about developing anything or going somewhere more in detail, we would ask them, we would send out test products. We do all kind of testing from email testing to developing things and then asking users to test it via Zoom call so that we can really see how users are interacting with the product. And that really helps us to build a product that the community and that the whole audience wants and needs. Then in turn, again, when you have this high engaging community that is every time happy again about new products and your releases, they then help you to spread the word. Or I mean, that's at least how it is for us. So they bring us reach, they bring us larger audience, and that then again, in turn, um, converts into um, more users. And so in your mind, what's the ultimate goal here? So a few years from now, what does heritage type uh, look like? <laughs> a few years from now, 
like we have a couple of millions of users i mean i don't want to drop too too many numbers now but a few years from now we should have a solid uh two digit million user base so in one of the other interviews you did the person asked you if you had a dinner party who'd you invite and you had a really interesting and eclectic group of folks that you answered carl lagerfeld the designer and folks from uh, big successful tech companies but also kobe bryant and i was wondering how'd kobe bryant get in there why if you'd had the chance would you have loved to have had dinner with him um because i think he was like a very passionate person i mean he was super passionate about his sport and to be honest in this interview the question like who who would i get on the table was for me the, the worst question i didn't <laughs> have like a group in mind but so i just dropped the names of people who came to my mind who i think were a very inspirational to me and i find it always inspirational to meet people with a great passion for something like that doesn't need to be too much into business but it can be also in sports arts whatever just the passion they share because you can learn so much from yeah another person's passion how they interact with that what do they do to achieve their goals in in their area and that's just something that i feel is fascinating so what's your biggest worry what's your biggest fear as you put this all together the you know, various pieces of community and getting assets from professionals and keeping professionals happy and all of this what do you think you have to overcome most for the company to be all that it could be i don't have too many business related fears here so i i'm actually pretty confident that we'll we'll get it done and yeah it's just about how much time it takes and there we have sometimes limitations because doing all those things in the browser requires top of the notch development skills and sometimes we have interviews and people are saying this is the most complicated thing i've ever seen and then there we see sometimes a bit of a struggle but on the other hand it's an interesting challenge for everyone so especially from the development side i'm pretty confident with that got it i'm curious just listening to you talk with confidence that way is it the excitement that motivates you most to do this is it the intellectual sort of interest and in puzzle solving is it the outcome i'm here to make a whole lot of money and this is what i have to do to get there or i just love solving problems or um there's a cliff why not jump off what is sort of the thing that brings you to entrepreneurship this way i think definitely the solving product uh, the the problem solving thing and um what drives me there is definitely the passion to solve this problem and what actually gives me and i think my co-founder what gives us most of the energy when we have some things that don't work is really the feedback from the community because you always have people saying hey here you've done a good job this is really good and okay this we don't like too much but they always give you a way where you can see ah okay that's the way we need to go we need to go or okay ah that's the way what we actually need to, need to do and so i think feeling lost like not knowing what you need to do that is really the worst feeling because then you get lost and you get like in a spiral and you think okay what do i need to do next 
and you have discussions, you try to find your way again. But once you were able to build up a community, it's basically kind of a big sparring partner. And that is really motivation. Fascinating. And it's, it's one of the things we saw when we first met you. You seem to really have kind of grok this community and vice versa. And we felt like there was the potential there for you to uh, find, build, and then bring forward an army. And that obviously would be exciting and potentially quite valuable. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, when it were, were, uh, were only like a few people, a few hundreds, we thought, okay, you know, maybe this is just a couple of people that like this stuff. But once it's thousands or like more than 10,000, then I think you can be sure, like, if there's a group of so many people, that are telling you this is right or this is what we need, then you are somewhere on the right track. So these people who are telling you they need this feature or whatever, they are not alone. If this user persona needs it, then there's also like hundred thousands of other users in this group that will need it. You just need to reach out to them. And um, yeah, that's the thing about the community. Sounds good. Well, it seems like we're off to a really great start. We're really proud to be investors and we look forward to uh, seeing what happens next. So let's check in, you know, in a year or so and see how it's all grown. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, now it's still pretty early, but we can definitely check in again and see how it looks when we properly launched, I would say. That's going to be interesting. Sounds good. Thanks for taking the time. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Mike.